0: Again, the URL is unchangedcrypto.substack.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Unconfirmed, the show that reveals how the marquee names in crypto are reacting to the week's top headlines and gets the inside scoop on what they see on the horizon. I'm your host, Laura Shin, a journalist with over two decades of experience. I started covering crypto six years ago, and as a senior editor at Forbes, was the first mainstream media reporter to cover cryptocurrency full-time. This is the November 12th episode of Unconfirmed. Tired of your exchange taking 25% of your staking profits? The Avado blockchain computer allows you to stake Ethereum and other crypto at home and keep 100% of the rewards. Go to AVA.DO. Wish you could earn crypto but don't want to spend thousands on hardware? Just download the Nodal Cash app on your smartphone. Visit nodal.io slash unconfirmed. That's NODLE.io slash unconfirmed to start earning nodal cash today. With the Crypto.com app, you can buy, earn, and spend crypto in one place. Download and get $25 with the code LAURA. link in the description. Today's guest is Sam Tribuco, co CEO at Alameda Research. Welcome, Sam.
1: Hey, Laura. Thanks for having me.
0: This has been quite a week for the crypto markets. Which hit a three trillion dollar total market cap earlier this week, what would you say is the significance of that milestone, and what drivers led us here
1: yeah the big The big news was that uh, crypto hit like an all time high for or like Bitcoin hit an all- time high for like a few hours at least yeah like it, it's uh, there's always a few things that like sort of point in various directions. Uh, I think there's like been a steady stream of good news uh, for uh, for crypto and Bitcoin in particular. Uh, like the news that like Tim Cook owns crypto uh, was uh, was significant. Obviously, a ton of regulatory news that's always coming in, um, and I I, gen- I generally think that especially especially the U.S. regulation, uh, like the the news coming out of the U.S. has been mostly good for the most part uh, in the past couple months, and the the fact that there hasn't been any big negative news is uh, really the most important thing I think, uh, given that like. Their regulators are talking about crypto, like Congress uh, is like passing laws related to crypto, and like nothing bad has happened. There hasn't been like a a China banning crypto uh, level thing happening in the U.S. or really any other jurisdictions besides China. Uh, and I think that's like in general, um, that's been the biggest driver of crypto's price increases, uh, which uh, you know culminated recently in uh, it getting almost 70k. Um, obviously, there's been some pullback. That's sort of been this more standard stuff where, uh, in general, like. Leverage is very, uh, uh, very popular uh, in the crypto trading ecosystem. Like these big moves tend to be driven by by people trading with high leverage. Uh, so if there's a small drawback, like you know, like if, if it goes from sixty nine to sixty eight, uh, there's some potential for there to be a lot of liquidations uh, for people who got who got really levered long near the top, uh, which can drive it back, you know, m- more than it might if it were just people who were like deciding to sell. And yeah, so there's all these effects that are pointing in different directions. Uh, obviously has led to crypto uh, sort of steadily rising and this week getting, getting quite high.
0: Yeah, I was surprised what you said about the regulators. So you feel that the crypto provisions in the infrastructure bill, they're not negative enough to affect the market. And what we're talking about is, for instance, the one that defines brokers so broadly as to perhaps encompass miners and validators, which would then require them to report on transactions in excess of ten thousand dollars to the IRS, which you know they, they wouldn't have access to that information. But you feel that people kind of recognize that will be resolved, and so it's a non-issue.
1: Uh, yeah. So I'm not claiming that, like the you know the the, the thing you're talking about, uh, like any other any other news that's come out. I'm not claiming it's the best possible, uh, like. Pieces of news that could have poss- that could have come out about crypto, uh, but like the US has like a pretty a, a pretty like consistent history uh, about like the, the kinds of things that it that it does regulatorily for you know different kinds of asset classes. Obviously, crypto represents like this brand new thing that is like there is it has a lot of features that other asset classes just don't have. Uh, but the US is like you know a, a, a reasonably aggressive jurisdiction uh, re- regulatorily for the most part. And and I would say that yeah, the kinds of things that we've seen come out uh, about how it's uh, about how the U.S. plans to regulate crypto have been like probably a little better at least than than uh, than the expected set of things they might have done. Uh, like it, it's very much in flux, and we're, it's unclear how things are going to keep going. Uh, but yeah, like I I've see, I've certainly seen takes that, uh, that you know the infrastructure bill uh, has represented this like you know betrayal uh, of of the system and how it's regulating crypto, but like. I don't really know what people expect out of the U.S. Like you can look at like what, what it's done to, uh, or not what it's done to, but like uh, how how it regulates like various commodities. Uh, it's obviously very aggressive in terms of defining things as securities uh, and like restricting people from trading securities. Th- they're certainly going to do something, uh, and th- this is this hasn't it hasn't hasn't represented anything too bad uh, as of yet.
0: And how have you seen the Bitcoin futures ETFs affect the Bitcoin markets? Uh, yeah, so
1: that, that's another thing. Uh, the fact that like an ETF, or, like multiple ETFs at this point, uh, have gotten uh, approval to get off the ground also represents like a decently big update, in my opinion. For years, uh, there's been there, there have been various parties trying to get a Bitcoin ETF passed, uh, and you know the fact that it actually happened like is a pretty big update. Uh, and I think the markets uh, sort of agreed with that. The like last week or like, a few weeks ago, whenever uh, uh, whenever like the uh, the first ETF uh, like started trading. Uh, Bitcoin like hit a different all time high uh you know it, it hit a, a new all time high this week but that that week it also hit an all time high yeah like the market obviously agreed that this was like you know like a a decently positive update that uh, to the, the point where it like represented a a big price increase and the fact that it and it it didn 't even exactly fizzle the the e t f uh like was this either the first or second uh most traded e t f in you know u s history uh, depending on like what what metrics you're using. And yeah, it was a quite exciting launch, uh, which, you know, led to sort of predictable price increases. Uh, and like I said before, there was like, uh, like these big price increases, especially to local maximums, uh, tend to, uh, do, like sort of have always tended to uh, get undone a bit in the, in the days following. And that one did. And, and the, the one this week did as well. The, the trend is what's really important to look at, the longer term trend. Uh, and obviously the market uh, is seeing these things as good.
0: And Ether has also been on a tear this week and has also hit an all time high. Uh, it was above forty eight hundred earlier. What would you say is pushing up the price of ETH?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, so uh, not even just specific to, to any any one coin. Throughout the history of crypto trading, uh, we've seen that uh, every coin has some beta to Bitcoin, uh, meaning that uh, like when when Bitcoin moves, like all the other coins will at least move like you know to some extent uh, in response. Uh, That's part of what we're seeing, certainly. Basically, every altcoin uh, has followed uh, Bitcoin uh, to to some extent. Uh, And I think that's, yeah, that's a lot of what we're seeing. Uh, There's all, but like, you know, like every coin also has uh, various specific features uh, to it. Uh, Ether has, uh, like as a layer one, uh, Ether has like a lot of, uh, has quite a bit of adoption compared to like, you know, various other, uh, various other like hot chains right now. Uh, And uh, the fact that it's like, it's continuing to like to increase uh, with the rest of the crypto ecosystem uh, indicates that people uh, you know still have a decent amount of faith that uh, ether will be a, like a part of the the future of finance and the future of decentralized finance or, or whatever people are uh, like whichever specific, specific application people are you know caring about. Um, and I think yeah, the fact that it's continuing to to succeed uh, just indicates that that's what people think.
0: and obviously the network did also undergo a change in terms of its monetary policy back in August, which more closely ties the usage of the network to the price. But Ether is definitely facing a big question mark in the form of the merge, which is when the applications on Ethereum 1.0 get moved to the proof of stake chain or Ethereum 2.0. And that change is going to take place next year. And meanwhile, there are a lot of competitors that are nipping at the heels of Ethereum. So how do you see investors approaching both the opportunity with Ethereum, but also the risk in the form of this competition.
1: Different people are doing different things. Uh, like, if, like you mentioned, there are yeah, there's uh, there are many competitors at this point. Like Solana has been making a lot of headlines for uh, reaching like a pretty extraordinary market cap, like, considering where it was like a year ago, and you know various other uh, other chains as well. Something that like I've seen a decent amount of uh, chatter about anyway is like the uh, the fact that. Uh, like, just diversifying into, mul- like, multiple sets of these things tends to be good. Uh, like, over the past, like, couple years or, or whatever, like, a-, a ton of crypto projects have really succeeded quite a lot. Uh, and uh, it wasn't, ex- it's-, it's never been exactly clear uh, which of these projects uh, were going to succeed, like, a priori. Like, you can find very, like, a ton of people who had very different, different, in- different investment theses a priori uh, who, you know, have all done quite well over the past few years. And that's because crypto as a whole has done quite well. Uh, and uh, for the most part, like, like, I, I tend to think that, like, all of these, all these different projects and, like, uh, specifically what we're talking about right now, all these different chains, or not all of them, but, like, many of them uh, have, like, you know, have some decent chance of, be, like, you know, like, doing quite well, like getting some piece of the uh, adoption and, like, being relevant uh, and, you know, like, therefore succeeding uh, price-wise as well. Yeah, so I, for the most part, I think that anyone who claims that th- this chain is definitely going to be uh, the one that you know, gets all, all adoption and like everything else is like terrible. Uh, that's just a bad opinion for the most part. Uh, and I think that, you know, the, the the best investors and the best people who are thinking about these things uh, a lot uh, tend to think that diversifying is smart.
0: <laughs> all right. So in a moment, we're going to discuss more about Solana as well as Luna. But first, a quick word from the sponsors who make this show possible. There's a new cryptocurrency made for mobile that you can earn by downloading the Nodal Cash app it's free easy to use and there's no hardware to buy the nodal cash app allows you to earn crypto whether you're on the go stuck in traffic or even while you're sleeping nodal cash is the crypto you earn 24 7. go to nodal.io slash unconfirmed to get started today that's n-o-d-l-e dot slash unconfirmed did you know that exchanges take up to a 25 percent cut on your staking rewards but you don't need an exchange to stake, you can run a validator at home. Join thousands of solo stakers, get an Avado device, plug it in, deposit your stake, and earn the full reward. Avado created the best hardware and specific software to stake, and keeps your validator on the latest version through auto-updates. One-time investment? 100% profit. Go to Avado. That's A V A D O. D-O. Back to my conversation with Sam. So as we were discussing, Solana's SOL token has been on a tear this year, up from less than fifty dollars just three months ago to close to two hundred fifty dollars now. So, what would you say has accounted for Solana's rise?
1: Uh, yeah, so I think there's a lot of factors uh, sort of in Solana's favor, especially as compared to uh, not not exactly as compared to like uh, some of the other newer chains, but like as compared to Ether specifically. Like obviously, there's a ton of uh, it's very fast. Uh, it can achieve a ton of, tra- like, many, many more uh, transactions uh, per, like, unit of time uh, than Ether can, and, and than most of its competitors can, honestly. Uh, and the fees are also this like, quite small uh, as compared to uh, many many of these other chains. Uh, and so, yeah, there's been a lot of excitement about this, uh, and in particular, there's been a lot of, like, exciting projects that are being built using Solana uh, as uh, as a backend. Yeah, which I think that, yeah, has gotten investors quite excited as well. Uh, and, yeah, I think, that, I think that's the big thing. Like, uh, the there's been a Solana conference over the past week uh, in Lisbon, uh, and uh, I wasn't there, but uh, several of our team members have, uh, have been there, uh, and the excitement and all the different projects uh, that are, like, composable with each other and can actually represent, like, a future of finance to some extent are, like, legitimately happening on Solana, But yeah, which I think is an important, an important piece of why it's, you know, risen to be in the top five by market cap uh, of, you know, all coins at this point, uh, and why, uh, yeah, why people are so excited.
0: And what are some examples of those projects that are being built on Solana that people are excited about?
1: Like, I don't want to like uh, risk like not uh, talking about any any uh, exciting projects. Uh, but like, if you can name uh, uh, like a thing that is important for decentralized finance to be like a big piece of the ecosystem, like there's someone doing it on Solana. Like, there are. Uh, like there's uh, Perpetuals that are being built on Solana. There's uh, all these lending platforms that are being built on Solana. There's uh, DEXs and, and whatnot. Uh, and the, all, all these things are like really important to, to have exist uh, in a uh, in a stable ecosystem. Uh, and yeah, uh, they're they're all being built on Solana.
0: All right. So um, one of the interesting comments this week about Solana actually came from Sam Bankman-Fried, the former CEO of Alameda Research. And he said at the Yahoo Finance and Decrypt CryptoGo's mainstream conference, quote, Solana is one of the few currently existing public blockchains that has a really plausible roadmap to scale millions of transactions per second at, you know, fractions of a penny per transaction, which is the scale that you need for this. And then he said, this is not where a lot of other blockchains have been focusing, including Ethereum. So what's your take on what the future looks like for Ethereum and Solana? Do you think the two will coexist or do you think that one will come to dominate or do you think they'll just kind of take different niches or what will that look like?
1: Uh, Yeah, it's definitely an interesting question. And I, I I don't, I'm not especially confident about like certainly any timelines uh, or any like exact, uh, exact answers here. Both have advantages right now. I think Solana. uh, Yeah. Like we've already mentioned the technological advantages that Solana has. And I basically agree with the things that Sam said. Yeah. Ethereum does have advantages though. Like it's a, something akin to a first mover advantage is like, you know, like really obviously something that Ethereum has going for it. Uh, it has a ton of adoption already. Uh, it's been around forever. Uh, there's um, there like, you know, as uh, for all the uh, for all the talking I'm doing about how much is being built on Solana, like much more already is built on Ethereum. It's impossible to, to deny that. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I think that it's like, uh, it's unlikely that like, certainly within like, you know, a year or like a couple of years or whatever, uh, Ethereum goes away. Because it, ar- it already has so many users, it already has so many people who are like using it for uh, for applications that don't require uh, anything uh, that Solana is offering that Ethereum isn't. Uh, and so, yeah, I do think that it's like quite likely that both will exist, uh, or like that it, uh, specifically that Ethereum will like continue being relevant. Is because like it's already like so so important to to the ecosystem in ways that are like you know kind of just unlikely to be completely eroded away. Uh, so no matter what chains uh, are you know, like the exciting chains going forward, the ones that people are building on going forward, uh, Ethereum likely still has a place, yes.
0: Yeah, and um, earlier when you were talking about some of the applications on Solana, I did also want to mention that Alexis Ohanian, the co-founder of Reddit, is investing $100 million to grow decentralized social media projects on Solana. So that uh, could be another way in which Solana differentiates itself and would be, you know, kind of like another application that would be popular on Solana. So last topic, uh, this week, Terra began one of the biggest token burnings ever. The community approved the burning of 89 million tokens, which were worth $4.5 billion. What do you think of this massive burning of Luna? And in general, what do you think is the outlook for Luna?
1: Uh, I'll address the second question first. Uh, Like, I think that Luna is uh, sort of just another, like, Potentially exciting project, uh, which you, you know has uh, like uh, I, I don't want to quote any numbers here because I, I don't know the numbers offhand. This that, that doesn't tend to be my forte exactly. Uh, but I don't. Uh, but like uh, it's it's a uh, certainly represents another uh, competitor to Ethereum, uh, given like its uh, increased capacity to to support various applications. I mentioned before that diversifying tends to be the smart thing with these with these kinds of investments, and I yeah I, I think that it's certainly a plausible competitor as well to the point where I wouldn't like specifically want to like that for or against it compared to the other possible competitors. Uh, regarding the burn itself. Uh, yeah. I think it's uh, the kind of thing that uh, is like uh, is very supportive of people who are trying to build projects uh, using, uh, using Luna. Uh, and you know, like I, I think it's a, a probably a good move on their part.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. In a way it, it really is similar to what's happening with ETH now where the base fee gets burned um all right well this has been a great discussion thank you so much for coming on unconfirmed
1: yeah thank you for having me
0: don't forget next up is the weekly news recap stick around for this week in crypto after this short break join over 10 million people using crypto.com the easiest place to buy earn and spend over 150 cryptocurrencies spend your crypto anywhere using the crypto.com visa card get up to eight percent cash back instantly Plus, 100% rebates for your Netflix, Spotify, and Amazon Prime subscriptions. Download the Crypto.com app now and get $25 with the code LAURA. Link in the description. Thanks for tuning in to this week's News Recap. The infrastructure bill will most likely become law on Monday. On November 5th, the United States House of Representatives the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, which contains two provisions that could heavily affect cryptocurrency tax reporting. So-called crypto brokers must report customer gains via a 1099 and any transactions over $10,000 to the Internal Revenue Service. To many in the crypto community, including advocacy groups such as Coin Center and the Blockchain Association, the bill defines a broker too broadly and could potentially impose reporting requirements on entities such as crypto miners and wallet developers for whom it will be impossible to comply. In addition to the broad definition of broker, the bill includes an amendment to tax code 6050I, which would require entities to report personal data on trading partners, like social security numbers, for digital asset transactions over $10,000. Coin Center described the requirements of the bill as unworkable and possibly unconstitutional. Even more striking, not reporting such an event would now be deemed a criminal felony, according to Abe Sutherland in his appearance on Unchained in October. Jake Trevinsky, the newly hired executive vice president and head of policy at the Blockchain Association, explained that getting the language changed is most likely a lost cause in the short term. Importantly, nothing will happen right away, he said. The crypto provisions don't go into effect until 2024. We can try to get them repealed or amended before then. He also noted that 2022 midterm elections could reshape Congress's attitude toward crypto. However, if nothing can be done to amend the legislation by 2024, a redefinition could fall to the Treasury Department. It's up to the Treasury Department to decide who is subject to the provisions, said Ivory Johnson, founder of Delancey Wealth Management to CNBC. Similar to the broker definition, the Treasury Department will have to provide guidance. Twitter embraces Web3 via dedicated crypto team. Twitter announced a new business unit dedicated solely to crypto. The news was first reported by the Financial Times. Tess Ranierson, formerly of Interchain Foundation, will be leading a team named simply Twitter Crypto. Ranierson said the new unit will be focused on supporting the existing crypto community on Twitter. Twitter truly gets crypto. Hello, Bitcoin tipping and NFTs. But there's so much more to explore here, she said. She went on to cite dApps and crypto communities as areas the team is looking forward to exploring. Twitter Crypto will be working closely, with Blue Sky, an offshoot of Twitter looking to build a decentralized social network. Twitter was far from the only Web2 social media giant to dip its toes into the Web3 waters this week. At the Solana Brinkpoint conference, Reddit CEO Alexis Ohanian announced a $100 million investment into the Solana ecosystem through his 776 venture company. Additionally, Discord CEO Jason Citron posted a sneak peek of Discord's future, showing a direct integration with MetaMask into the popular gaming discussion platform. However, after a wave of negative responses to his tweet, Citron walked back the hint, saying, Thanks for all the perspectives, everyone. We have no current plans to ship this internal concept. For now, we're focused on protecting users from spam, scams, and fraud. Web3 has lots of good, but also lots of problems we need to work through at our scale. More soon. A new home for Binance? Chengfeng Zhao, co-founder and CEO of Binance, hopes to secure status as a digital asset service provider in France in 2022. France will be a natural choice for a regional, and even perhaps global, head office, said Zhao in an interview with Les Echos, according to a translation from the blog. Zhao went on to add, We want to be regulated. At this stage of our development, this will allow us to grow faster. 5% of the world's population, 400 million people, have already adopted crypto. They are pioneers. We now want to convince the remaining 95%. Zhao's words come as Binance faces regulatory scrutiny from the United Kingdom, Japan, Germany, the United States, and other jurisdictions. Q3 was tough for crypto communities, especially Coinbase. Third quarter earnings reports have slowly begun filtering out, and the numbers for crypto companies have not been pretty. Coinbase, for example, saw a decline in monthly transacting users by 16%, trading volume by 29%, and net revenue by 39% between Q2 of 2021 and Q3. In response to the earnings report, Coinbase, or Coin shares fell roughly 10% on Tuesday afternoon in after-hours trading. As of press time, Coin is down 4.1% on the week. Other centralized crypto communities saw similar dips between Q2 and Q3. Square's Cash App reported a 23% drop in its Bitcoin profits in Q3. Robinhood's numbers were even more drastic, as crypto revenue fell 78% between Q2 and Q3. Accordingly, total revenue shrank from $565 million to $365 million between earnings reports. SEC halted registration of tokens stemming from a Wyoming-based DAO. The U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, or SEC, stopped a Wyoming-based Decentralized Autonomous Organization, or DAO, from registering two tokens as securities. The DAO, named the American Crypto Fed DAO LLC, was legally recognized in Wyoming as a limited liability company, or LLC, back in July, following Wyoming's decision to allow such an action. The SEC alleges that the DAO filed a materially deficient and misleading registration form known as a form 10 that failed to contain certain required information about the Dow's business or tokens the sec alleges that the tokens ducat and lock are equity securities rather than utility tokens as the dow attempted to describe them according to gabriel shapiro general counsel at delphi digital it appears american crypto fed dow llc was a sham to be clear i don't fault the sec for this he said it clearly was a troll, but it does show that the come in and register, not so easy of a thing. He added, this is getting farcical. We need a better way. ENS rose 100% after airdrop. Ethereum Name Service, or ENS, the company behind .eth domain names, began an airdrop of its governance token, ENS, to existing name registrants this week. Shortly after the airdrop, which gives users the power to vote on how ENS will function going forward, the ENS token price skyrocketed, shooting up to a high of $85.69 on Wednesday morning. At such high prices, users are reporting their airdrops are now worth upwards of $20,000. Interestingly, to claim a drop, users had to vote on the ENS governance constitution. Furthermore, claimants were required to delegate tokens, aka their voting power, to addresses owned by the likes of Coinbase that applied to be delegates. As of press time Thursday afternoon, ENS was at $63.57, a 100% increase from its initial trading price of around $30. Good for a market cap of approximately $930 million. Time for fun bits. Citycoin is coming to NYC. Citycoin has the full support of Eric Adams, the next mayor of New York City, to launch its NYC coin. Said Adams, who takes office January 1st, 2022, we're glad to welcome you to the global home of Web3. We're counting on tech and innovation to help drive our city forward. Anyone can mine NYC coin and 30% of funds spent mining the coin goes to a crypto wallet reserved for the municipal government. A similar program in Miami, dubbed Miami coin, which is already live, has already generated $20 million, according to Citicoin. Speaking of Miami coin, Miami Mayor Francis Suarez, Announced that it will be the first city to give a Bitcoin yield directly to residents by using the proceeds of Miami Coin. All right, thanks for tuning in. To learn more about SAM and Alameda Research, be sure to check out the links in the show notes. Unconfirmed is produced by me, Laura Shin, with help from Anthony Yoon, Mark Murdoch, and Daniel Ness. Thanks for listening.